My name is Queen Zoya Counts, and I would like to welcome you to my podcast, Miss Z's Storytelling. Today, I will be reading Claudia, Chapter 6, written by Queen Zoya Counts, narrated by Queen Zoya Counts. Claudia, Chapter 6. Kente woke up with the sun the next morning. Slowly, she got up from the small cot and stretched. She began giving thanks to the ancestors for her new day, and she felt her stomach growling. She walked towards the door and slowly opened it. She stood on the porch embracing nature. Even though she was not in her homeland, she still respected it. She raised her hands high above her head and let out a yell. She looked up over her head, and there were nine crows flying over her. She knew that the spirits were with her, by giving her a sign with those black birds. There were several other small houses like hers and she imagined that others lived in those. She saw a path leading through the woods and she began walking towards it. She felt like it was her own personal path and she had to see where it would take her. She kept walking until she came to a clearing in the shape of a circle and there was a huge stone in the middle of that circle. She went to it and sat on it. The morning sun was bright and she removed all her clothes as she laid back on the rock and allowed the sun's rays to enhance her melanin. She closed her eyes and began doing the breathing ritual her mother had taught her. Her mother had taught her how to breathe like that so that she could leave her body and project herself to any place she wanted to be. She began slowing her breathing down until she could feel herself levitating. She could feel herself separating from her body. Kente glanced down at her physical body lying on the rock and then she took off flying. She could feel herself flying, flying, flying back to her homeland until she reached her village. She saw her friends doing chores and preparing for the day. She then realized that her village was still intact. So she flew on until she saw her father talking to the warriors of the village. She kept going because she was looking for her mother. And then she arrived at their hut and went in. I've been waiting on you, her mother said. She was stooped down mixing herbs in a wooden bowl. They took me, Mama. I thought they had killed you. Her mother turned around and saw her daughter standing there. Kente looked at her mother's face and burst into tears. Her mother went to her and embraced her. They come, but our warriors fought them off. I sent your brother out to search for you, for it seemed like all they wanted was the young girls. Nana, I am scared. I know no one, and I am so afraid. Do not be afraid of that strange land. Kente hugged her mother tightly. I want to come home. You can come and visit me when you leave your body. You are there for a reason. And know that my mom is with you. They will protect you. The man with the colorless face will protect you as well. What are you talking about? They did not protect me. Her mother released her. I know that you are young and scared, but they will help you. 
You will have to prove your power to those who look like you because they fear you. And their little magic is just that little. Kinty was confused. Why are you telling me this? Because I need you to be strong and not be afraid. You are strong and the dead will help you. You will have many friends as well as many enemies. Your enemies will be of the same color as you. So you must ask the spirits to reveal them to you. You will endure some pain, but it is okay, for it's meant. I made you this mixture. And once you drink it, you will be able to understand more. Not the ones who look like you, but the men who have no color. You will also need to be the owner of the nine masks in order to protect your power. Owner of nine masks? What does that mean? You will have to learn how to disguise yourself. She handed the mixture to her. Kente took the mixture and drank it slowly. It tasted sweet and bitter at the same time. She had no idea how she could drink this mixture and not be inside of her body. Her mother explained to her that we never question the impossible. Kente, I know that I have said a lot, but I need you to not worry. You will be all right. I need you to rely solely on your spirit guides and the ancestors. Remember all the herb remedies I have taught you and allow the spirits to show you how to work. You will be prosperous. Use your power for good and then for bad when you need to protect yourself. I love you and know that I will always here. Nana, I want to stay. No, Kente. If you stay out of your body for long periods of time, you will die. Kente looked at her mother and obeyed. Her mother was great in her village and she had told her that she would be okay. Okay, Nana. I will listen and obey. But please tell Baba that I love him and my brother. I will come back soon. Her mother looked at her and said nothing. She knew that Kinte would never come back to her in the physical. She would tell her brother nothing. Not even her father would know that she had visited. Kinte hugged her, and then she began to feel herself flying back to her body. She saw herself laying there on the rock, and slowly she drifted down. She took a huge gasp of air and opened her eyes. She began to cry, and she was grateful that she had went to visit her mom. Kente started putting her clothes on, and then after she got dressed, she started walking back up the path the way that she came. It was as if the trees separated for her, and she could see a huge white house. As she moved closer to the house, she saw smoke coming from the chimney. Kente could smell something good being cooked. The grumblings in her belly had reminded her that she was hungry and she was going to go there to eat. James had slept outside her house all night. 
He was in love with the dark beauty and he could not leave her side. He had followed her into the woods and he had watched through the trees as she had undressed herself and laid on the rock. Her body was beautiful. And even though she was young, she had beautiful, firm, dark breasts and her nipples were perfect. The bush between her legs was white like her hair and it was a perfect V shape between her legs. He lusted after her. James watched her as she got dressed and tonight he had decided that he would take her into his house and better. Kente approached the huge white house and stopped. This place was magnificent to her young eyes. She was anxious to see what was inside this house now. She slowly began walking up the stairs to the, the huge porch. The porch was so big that it encircled the whole house. She was mesmerized by the size of it, and she kept walking until she reached the front door. She noticed that the front door was slightly open, and she went in. The hardwood floors were shining, and she could see her reflection. She was almost scared to walk on them, but the stairs was winding up the second floor like a huge white albino snake. The scent which had caused her stomach to ache from hunger was coming from behind those stairs. She walked towards the stairs and then she began to hear the faint sound of drums. The hunger pains began to fade as she moved closer to the stairs. And when she arrived at the foot of the first step, she placed her left foot upon it and slowly began to ascend. As she took each step, she felt like she was being called, more like being pulled to walk up those stairs. It was as if she was in a trance. And she could hear the drums for her village beating in her ears. When she came to the top of the stairs, the drums were beating louder and louder. And she moved towards the room from where the sound was coming from. She pushed open the door and walked in. May and Jacob were sitting inside a white circle. The circle was made by white flour and they were facing each other. May's face was covered in white powder and her head was thrown back as she was swaying back and forth. Kente glanced to the left of her and saw a small table with food on it. Jacob was beating on the drums and they were unaware that Kente had entered the room. Kente looked at them and then she felt herself begin to sway like May. She felt the room spinning and she began spinning with it. Her body was not her own as she twirled and twirled to the rhythm of the drums. Her arms began to stretch open and she felt this presence enter her small body. Her back began to arch, and she welcomed the power that was engulfing her. Suddenly, she began to screech, yada, 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 and cry out. Her screeching sound brought May out of her trance. May came out of her trance, and she watched in awe as Kente became possessed with the spirit that she was calling to her. For years, May had been trying to summon Marinette Brantois to come to her and possess her, but she never came. She was a petroloal, and they were violent and fierce. May had been trying to summon her to come and help throw off the shackles of their enslavement. All the other spirits would come to her, but she desired Marinette to come more than the others. Marinette granted you the power to shape shift into lichens. Werewolves. Marinette was considered a powerful and outstanding sorceress who used the owls as her messenger. She loved all things black, and she loved fire. May had heard from other slaves who had come from the island of Haiti that she had once been a woman. 
There were tales of her summoning Azuli Dantor to help free her people from slavery. The ritual that she had performed had worked, but Marinette had not been captured. They had told her how they finally found her, and then they burnt her alive, and immediately she was taken up in the spirit world and transformed into a loau. Whenever she mounted someone, she would cause them to screech and yell, and violence would take place. She was considered as the female aspect of the devil, a truly evil spirit that is totally respected by werewolves. May could not understand why she had chosen Kente as her surrogate. She could not be angry with Kente anymore. She had to bow her head in Marinette's presence and accept her as her voodoo queen. Kente began to levitate off the floor and was hovering over May. Jacob was in a trance and he just kept beating the drums sporadically. May kept her hand bowed in total submission as she felt the power surging from Kente. Kente looked down at May and she could feel the spirit inside of her and loved her. Marinette loved the feel of the young body that she possessed. This vessel was already called by the dark power that she served and she had been sent to protect her on this land. She looked down at May in disgust. What was this ugly small woman thinking of? She could never contain my energy nor be this voodoo queen that she wanted to be. May, you will be my servant, and you will do my bidding. Yes, my queen. You will have my ceremony in the open in the woods, and I want black chickens and goats. I will grant you what you want, to be freed from slavery. May smiled. She would do whatever she had to do to get her freedom, even if it meant serving the queen she won't gonna serve the girl you will serve both of us if you come up against her in any way I will burn your soul May was stunned she did not know that Marinette had read her mind she would have to be careful with her thoughts around this girl Kente began floating slowly down to the floor and coming back to herself she could still feel her inside of her but she was more aware of everything surrounding her the air was different, and the sounds from outside were stronger. She was more aware of life. She looked down at May and saw her bowing down at her, so she touched her on the shoulder and told her to get up. Slowly, May arose, and keeping her head bowed, she grabbed Kente's hand and kissed it. I will be your faithful servant, May said. I know you will serve her as well just as I will Kente said in the language of her slave master May raised her head and stared at Kente she peered into her eyes as if she was still trying to see any traces of Marinette Kente stared back at her knowing that she was searching for her. Marinette knew it as well and she would keep herself hidden for now for she knew that a jealous woman could never be trusted she is gone, Kente lied. I, I, I can't believe that you can speak my tongue, May said. I guess when she entered me, she opened my understanding of the tongue of these white 
people. Kente was not going to reveal to her how she knew it. She had listened to her mother's warnings about who would be against her. May was even more jealous of Kente than she was before. She knew that she would have to play it off like she was not envious, but she was. How did she get to be chosen to carry her? Marinette was hers and she would not let this child hold that energy for long. Jacob had come out of his trance and was watching both. He could see that May was trying to hide her emotion of jealousy towards the young girl. Kente had been chosen by Marinette and for that he would protect her from May's hate and from all the others who would try to hurt her. Jacob, May said, Kente can speak in our tongue. Yeah, I can see and hear that, Jacob answered. We will make sure that she is okay. And in three nights, we will have a ceremony for Marinette in the woods under the tent. Jacob nodded his head in agreement. Jacob, walk her back to a shack. Come on, Kente, let me take you back to your bed. You need some rest after all that. Kente looked at Jacob lovingly. For some reason, she trusted him more than May, and she knew that he would always be there for her. Yes, I'm tired, but can we please get some food for I am hungry? Jacob walked over to the small table and grabbed the plate of food and handed it to her. He wrapped his arms around Kente and walked out the door, down the steps and towards her shack. May walked over to the window and watched them walk away. She hated that white-headed girl, and she vowed that she would kill her or die trying. Forget what she thought. She was the voodoo queen of this plantation, and she would be damned if a child was going to take her place. She watched as they disappeared down the path into the woods, and she stood there plotting her revenge. You have just been listening to chapter 6 of Kadia. My name is Queen Zoya Counts, and I would like to thank you for listening to my podcast, Miss Z's Storytelling.